everybody. Welcome to episode 73 of the Utah Royals FC show. I've got Megan and Cindy with me. Hey, you two. Hey, hello. <laughs> that timing was great. <laughs> um, yeah. We actually have gotten a lot of new followers over the weekend. So if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. If you listen to us week in, week out. Also, welcome. We've got a lot of news. We're going to talk about the Portland game. We're going to talk about the incident against France, which I know every single one of us is just pissed about. But before we dig into that, I uh, want to talk about co-founder of the show, Ryan Kelly, a little bit. We tweeted out um, that that Ryan was undergoing some medical issues, and we talked about it on Facebook a little bit, but we we haven't really dug super deep on this show yet. And um, every single one of us loves Ryan. If you have met Ryan, you probably love Ryan as well. And uh, what is happening and what he and his family are dealing with right now is incredibly, incredibly sad um, and, and difficult. And I can't even imagine. So Ryan has bacterial meningitis for over a month now. He started feeling sick on August 7th. He was put in the critical neuro care ward at the University of Utah August 13th. August 13th, so almost a month now. Um, Ryan's being tube-fed. He's on a ton of drugs. Occasionally, he opens his eyes and nods or shakes his head, Um, but he's really just, you know, not the Ryan that, that we know and love. And I, I, I can't even imagine how hard this is for his family. Um, the, the, the update that I got from his wife this morning, as well as talking to his dad is that the infection is mostly gone, but his body is acting like it's still there. So he's had some strokes, which have, um, attacked the brain stem. And so there's possible neurological damage as well as, uh, paralysis. They're going to potentially try to do a tracheotomy, uh, later this week to, to, uh, to get the food down a a little bit more, but you know, we, we love Ryan. Ryan's an incredible person. His family's great. And, and frankly, Ryan was the first person who I reached out to and said, Hey, do you want to do this podcast with me? And then it was Cindy and then Megan came along. Um, you know, and, and Ryan has been a part of section 35 for so long, such an important, you know, character in, in terms of RSL women and the Royals reserves and Utah Royals, Monarchs, RSL, you know, there, there's nothing not to like and to love about this guy. And so with things not really in our control, um, the family has asked that, uh, we ask you folks listening, if you're religious to, uh, to pray for him, you know, to, to be thinking about him and, and the family. And it's, it's, it's such a, a tough situation. Um, I also heard that due to excessive blood draws, Ryan became a little bit anemic yesterday and they needed a pint of blood to help him with that. Um, so I, I think things are fine now, but if, uh, if you are so inclined and you have, uh, are, you know, an O plus blood type, um, you're welcome to, uh, maybe consider donating blood through our up 
the donation center in Ryan's name at either the research park in Sandy or fifth West and uh, 92 South 92nd South. He may not need it, but donating blood is, is always great in general. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But anyways, we love Ryan. We love his family. And um, while the, you know, while the bacterial meningitis is, is for the most part gone, there's there's an incredibly hard and difficult road ahead. We may have a GoFundMe coming out. I don't know. We'll see. But um, mm-hmm. that's that's the Ryan update. Also, a uh, shout out to Scott Parkinson. What a man. What a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Didn't he um, go to the hospital to visit Ryan? Yeah, Scott right. Scott went in and uh, took a signed jersey from the team. Yeah. And he, yeah, and Ryan woke up yeah. for it, which was super awesome. Aww. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely praying for Ryan. I've asked people in my circle of faith that um in my church and in my small groups and um to be praying for Ryan. So, there's people praying for Ryan. So, mm-hmm. definitely thinking of him and um yeah we love ryan such a good just family man loves the royals so we're we're pulling for him for sure definitely is i remember when i started with soapbox he was one of the first people when i met we had a meeting for well not really a meeting but we all watched the season opener together that year all of us in utah as many of us as we could and he was one of the first that came up to me and kind of let me feel a part of things a little bit. And he's always been a super sweet human. And to he- hear that he's going through all this is pretty tough to sit. Cause there's obviously not all that much we can do, especially whereas Cindy and I are no longer in, well, I, Cindy's never been in Salt Lake Valley, but I'm not anymore. It's kind of tough to sit and not be able to do anything, but definitely thinking of him these days. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh man. All right. Um, Tearing up a little bit there. Um, In other league news, so we talked about expansion on the last episode. And Cindy, was it you who said Sacramento Republic? Um, No, I think that was you. I, no, I said San Jose. That's right. I think, yeah, San Jose. That's right. Anyways, we do know for sure that Sacramento Republic will be an expansion team in 2020, most likely. And then Louisville is either going to be in 2020 or 2021. And we have also heard that the other expansion team in 2021 is going to be Atlanta. Hmm. Wait, cite your sources. Equalizer. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. most likely happening no. Atlanta. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm so surprised LAFC is not there. I'm shocked. I'm sure they will be. I think yeah. that's just the teams are like, okay, we're 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 doing plans now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other locations, particular uh, potentially Indianapolis, I heard in the future, with Indy Eleven out there, a little surprising. And um, there were talks about it being in Vancouver, but there's a whole scandal and some horrible stuff has happened there so that's completely off the table now i don't know all the details but it's really bad supposedly but expansion it's happening we now know names that's pretty great 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. In other news, so Kristen Press was Player of the Month for August, the first Utah Royals FC player to win the award. No one's won it yet. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wow. it's definitely crazy. It makes a lot of sense though. Like such a game changer. So I got this stat from Charles only uh, only. So with press playing, the Royals have okay. 20 points in nine games. Without press, the Royals have 11 points in 10 games. That is, hey, give that's the ball a, to Kristen Press. Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy stat. Not surprising, though. You can see just without even knowing the score of a game, you can see how much better Utah plays with her on the field versus her not on the field. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about the, like, the – you know, the connection between Vero and, and press and I, I, you know, I feel like a rod and Vero and press are like, those are the ones you really have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's so, it's so crazy how just like one player makes a difference. Yeah. But it does. Yeah, it really is. So she was player of the month. Um, Amy Rodriguez, terrible reporting here for me was either second or third I forget which one it was, and I didn't write it down. I believe I she you. was third and Christine was second, but I might be wrong on that. Okay. No, yeah, I think Megan's right. That sounds right. That sounds right. So mm-hmm. Amy Rodriguez, third in Player of the Month, Christine Sinclair second, Kristen Press first. I'll take that. In terms of Team of the Month, though, um, Amy Rodriguez, Kristen Press, and Lola Bonta all in team of the month. Pretty cool. I've been on the Lola Bonta hype train for a long time. So she's been so good. Yeah. She's especially as I've was writing player ratings this last week, which read on RSL soapbox.com shameless plug there. Um, (laughs) But I was looking at her specifically and the amount of things she does that nobody even realizes. She's really impressed me this year with how much she's grown since last season and improved her game after the trials that she went off the field last year to grow and kind of push herself to be even better than she has been in the past this year. I've been a big fan of hers so far. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Maybe, do you think maybe it's because, um, She's getting tips from Roger Espinosa. She's not nearly no. as aggressive as Roger Espinosa, no. so I'm going to go with no on that one. I think Roger is probably getting tips from her. I agree. I think that's how it's going. Okay. Plus, I don't know if we want to be taking tips from sporting Kansas City players these days. So Yeah, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It sounds like a red card waiting to happen. I mean, if she yeah. really was taking tips, a red card would have happened by now. And uh, yeah, she would have gotten it, not Lindsay. So yeah, she's she's pretty clean. Lindsay <laughs> should have had a red card though. That should have been a yeah. red card. Oh yeah, it was Sonnet. Sorry, yeah. Sonnet no, got the red card. I you're flipped fine. the name. You're fine. Should, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about yeah. the game though. Um, so mm-hmm. super exciting stuff coming out of the team. Uh, three players on Player of the Month, including mm-hmm. Labanta, um, definitely an underrated player. Um, Amy Rodriguez did not advance in the Puskas Awards. Not a major mm-hmm. surprise there, unfortunately. But to be included among it, pretty dang cool. Pretty yeah. dang cool. Mm-hmm. Um, last little bit of news is so all URFC gold kits are 50% off until the end of the year at the team store. Mm. Um, so go get them. 
we're not sponsored by them for the record, but you know, (laughs) sales are cool. Big fan of sales. So that I, that pretty much, I mean, we, we knew it was coming anyways, but that's sort of the nail in the coffin symbolizing that there's going to be new home kits next year, which is super exciting. Well, and buy, buy jerseys because then hopefully maybe one day we can get our salary cap increased and pay our players more. So yes, 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 yes. All the money you spend goes to equal pay, basically. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. Mm. Guys. Next topic, huh? Next topic. Mm -hmm. I Mm. do not want to have this conversation, period. We should not be talking about racism at Rio Tinto period. I do not want to live in a world where I'm on Twitter at halftime and someone messages me and tells me that this garbage is happening in section 15. I don't want that. Um, This is not something that should be happening in our stadium. This is not something that should be happening anywhere. Like this vile filth garbage shit that was said to adriana french so what if she's not your keeper right you um right you do not call a black person the n-word and you also do not um hurl the word um faggot at someone you just do not do that um it's not welcome here. I think everyone has a moral obligation to speak out. I think that we as a community, as a soccer community, uh, we need to make sure that we are creating a culture and an environment where people um, who hold those types of positions are uncomfortable coming to our stadium. Uh, the fact that, you know, it, it, to me, it's not even as much that the words were said, that it is the fact that, you couldn't exactly pinpoint the person who said them. You got to rat people out. You got to take action for your, yourself. You got to rat out the people sitting next to you um, when, when shit like this happens. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that and you hear instances of it, DM the page and I will go down and take care of it myself. Like I, I swear. I second that. DM like anybody that you know is in that stadium week in, week out, whether it's me or, well, not me anymore, but Virtual especially. Like I know it puts a lot of people in an uncomfortable spot and make, but we got to make sure this isn't a thing in Utah anymore. It shouldn't be anywhere, but we can only control our stadium right now. Yeah. Yeah. It paints us all bad. It, it really paints every single one of us bad when someone is allowed to do that. And then you cannot find the person who said it. That's incredibly Mm -hmm. suspect Mm -hmm. on that note. I am proud of the club for getting, security down there ASAP. I was on my way down to 15 and then I had someone tell me that don't worry, just heard back from the club. They're on it. So I went back to my seat. So glad that the club was doing that. And so, um, once security was set down to section 15, I guess the, um, the slurs stopped, which is good. And then they asked who it was. And then there were some conflicting reports about who it was. And then there were also people who, um, They just didn't want to spill the beans or, you know, give any indication as to who it was. I've heard that it was a group of, like, boys. I don't know how accurate that is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is something that is not welcome in our stadium. It's not – it shouldn't be welcome anywhere in our society. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I hope that as a community, we can, you know, stomp this stuff out because there's no doubt that there are people in our state who hold these views, but the the fact that they even feel like they can freely express that um, is, is the biggest problem. I, I definitely mm-hmm. think that whoever did it was not someone who attends games regularly. I think it was probably some, some random who came in, e- even if it's that it's still unacceptable. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's my little ramble on it. I, yeah, I completely agree with everything you've said. I'm really tired of Utah teams being in headlines for this, whether it's the jazz earlier or I guess the end of last year, I think it was the last season whether it's the whole Betsy Ross flag situation that we won't even get back into, whether it's this, like I'm so tired of that being what we're in headlines for. Why aren't we in headlines for things like Portland did with their, uh, with the Seattle fans in their um, game the last week where they didn't cheer for, I believe, was it 33 minutes? Yeah. Like that. Like those Mm -hmm. are the kind of things that I wish Utah was in headlines for and it's not. And I wish we need to change that where we should be an example in this league where we've got such a huge fan base behind us, especially in the NWSL. Like this, this is something that needs to change. And this, if this isn't the last straw, then there's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think if we're just, I mean, if we're honest, there is racism everywhere, you know, even Mm -hmm. in, Portland, Oregon, even, I mean, there's, there's racism in every corner of this world, which is, we only deal with the American side of things because this is where we live. This is what we're exposed to, but racism is everywhere, which is disgusting. And it, I mean, the fact that someone can insult someone based on the color of their skin is, it's just, it's it's mind blowing. I I don't get it, and especially to happen, you know, at a soccer game, and and I know it happens because, you know, either fans have too much to drink or they're just ridiculous themselves. But I think this is the first public instance of racism at a NWSL game, and the fact that it happened at Rio Tinto is even more just, you know, a dagger to the heart because. You never want to hear about it. You never want to know. And and it does paint a picture of, like, Utah fans are terrible. And, you know, I know they're not. Everyone knows they're not. But um, it's, it's, just, it's just sad. And if it was really the reports, I'm really bothered by, um, the, one, the reports are, were so just murky and nobody really knew what was going on. And then there's all these reports of security got them. Um, no, they didn't. Nobody stood up. Nobody said anything. It's like, how can you not? I, I just don't understand how somebody sitting in that section did not have the moral courage to stand up and be like, no, it was them. Like, I know somebody witnesses. And if you were sitting in that section, you are responsible for what goes on. You know, it's like we go to the airport and you're responsible. We got to be vigilant. I think the same applies to you know, racism and um, all these kind of ridiculous things that can happen in our society, but it doesn't have a place. Um, and I know that the Utah is getting a whole bunch of crap for it. I think I think they're doing their best. I think they're trying to get to the bottom of it. Um, I'm guessing probably why they're being more on the, ca- not like cautious side, but um, 
they probably have like a liability thing. So if they were to like get the wrong person, hey, they might be liable for a lawsuit. I don't know much about law, but that's my guess of probably why they're not like, you know, jumping at it. Like, you know, like, yeah. So, yeah. So I would, I mean, I would back off the club a little bit um, just because I think they really are trying to get to the bottom of it. But if you were in that section and didn't point the per- people out, I mean, how can you like, how can you like sleep at night? You know, like you are responsible for what goes on around you. If a fan is saying racial comments at a, a goalkeeper, even if it's the opposing goalkeeper, it is not acceptable. Like you should know better. You should stand up. And the only way we can eradicate racism is if people stand up to it. So I'm disappointed much more at the people in that stadium, in that section that didn't do anything, that were, I know somebody saw them. Come on. It's like the place wasn't like fully packed. I don't, I don't know. Fridger was the section like, was it like fully packed or was there like empty seats around? Well, the west side of Rio Tinto is almost always entirely full for Royals games. Like it's usually the the other side that's more empty, but I wasn't there obviously, so I don't know, but I would assume that it was likely pretty full. Yeah. I I, I don't exactly know where 15 is. Like it's exactly kind of so behind I the opposing bench. Because I sat in 16 at Real okay. Games, so it's like right behind the the away bench. But I have never once Thanks. seen that yeah. side of the stadium even kind of empty for a Royals game. So I can't imagine that that guy was yeah. chilling by himself saying racial slurs at Adriana right. French. Like it just, un, it's not unrealistic. Thing. Yeah. French apparently heard it. So, yeah. and her, I'm pretty sure her teammates heard it. And that's probably why. Yeah, I'm the, sure they uh, would. Game escalated to be so physical, right? Because mm. teammates are probably reacting to that. But. You could not hit the nail anymore on the head, Cindy. As Steph Yang said, um, there are definitely some folks out there who have the spine of a soggy eclair. (laughs) For real. Yeah. But especially knowing how small the sections are on that side of the stadium, like they're always packed and everybody that sits over there knows each other pretty well. Like it, it was really disappointing to hear that someone over there was saying stuff like that. Cause usually those aren't cheap seats. They're pretty like, obviously none of the Royals tickets are too, too crazy, but they're, it's a good section to sit in. And you think somebody that's over there is more dedicated to the team and more open-minded mm-hmm. than saying racial slurs like that. But. No, definitely. Right. Definitely. Um, so for future use, if you hear stuff like this, um, you can talk to one of us, you can call, someone from security nearby. Um, you can also do, uh, you, you can also um, engage with guest services by texting them. If there's um, mm-hmm. any assistance for reporting unruly slash disruptive fans, uh, seating issues, or even just suspicious activity, that number is 801-996-4042. And we're going to try to get this written out in places around the stadium as well. So you're not just hearing us say that one time on a podcast. Again, that's 801-996-4042. Yeah. Um, Another thing that was really, really interesting about this is that the NWSL doesn't really have a solidified like fan 
code of conduct type policy, mm. which mm. was really interesting or, or, a, you know, a, a way to immediately react to that. So um, I'm sure that's getting written this week if it hasn't been written already. I was going to say, I feel like I saw a statement from the league saying they were putting a league wide set of rules to follow in case mm. of earlier this week. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you would think that it would have that though, you know, it's definitely weird that it didn't already exist, but I'm glad they're using this as a time to say we screwed up. Let's, let's make something better out of it. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a shitty situation all around. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. but, and again, to quote Steph Yang, cause she had an excellent article through all for X earlier today that came out is so it's racists do not deserve anonymity nor the joy of soccer. They have no place in stadiums or among supporters anywhere. Every fan who witnesses racism and is able to do something about it, whether confronting the racist, telling security, recording incidents for evidence, notifying another fan who's willing to take action yet does nothing is complicit in it. Your silence protects a racist speak up. And I say that not because I'm blaming anyone who listens to this podcast. In fact, if you listen to this podcast week in, week out, chances are we've probably talked in person and I really, really like you and I think you're a good person. Um, and so this isn't, you know, to to make anyone who listens to this podcast feel bad, if it's even relevant to them, which it probably isn't. But we just want to voice our opinions and, uh, you know, Remind everyone that, uh, you know, your voice carries power. So use it for some good if uh, the opportunity arises. All right. I guess we have an an actual game to talk about. Should we talk about that a little bit? Probably at some point. I mean, might be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um, 10,897 strong. That's a pretty... Pretty good turnout, I feel, compared to some of the uh, the turnouts earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Definitely, obviously, Rio Tinto can hold ten more th- ten thousand more people, but that number is something that I, when I had this team was announced like two years ago, however long ago it was, can't believe it's already been almost two years. I think um, I always said <laughs> if we can average ten k, I'll be happy, and so to see that number getting pretty regular is it's something that should be more highly talked about in the NWSL. Cause obviously we're not Portland with 20,000, but 10,000 in a Utah soccer game is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and Utah is still, again, it's not Portland, like we said, but it's number two for attendance in the league, which is, which is pretty good for a new franchise. And I mean, Orlando started strong and then their attendance just kind of, Drop, drop, dropped. Um, and I don't think they've had the attendance that um, – I don't think it rivals Utah for the second season. So – or even just, like, the first. So good job, Utah. Good job. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Keep it up. Keep it up. Um, for me, the biggest part of this game was defense. It was so good. The defense was mm-hmm. so good. Oh, so good. Absolutely phenomenal work defensively. Um, the thorns created yeah. 18 chances we created two 
So not great offensively, but it just felt like the ball was always coming in and Mm -hmm. someone got a foot on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and also like, yeah, the center back scoring a goal. So that helps things look (laughs) good back there. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Cindy. So big points. No, I was going to say big. It's, it's crazy when you can hold Portland to no goals. So, you know, you're coming. I th- ugh, I can't remember what they said. I can't remember how many goals they have. But when I was re- writing the recap, I remember just looking at their f- offensive stats and just thinking, wow, defense better step up. And they did. I mean, because last time they played, it was they gave up too. So, yeah, if you can hold Portland uh, scoreless, that's that's a pretty – that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, Portland's mm-hmm. got 39 goals in 20 games, it looks like. that. So yeah. a shutout against yeah. Portland is absolutely but, ridiculous that we were able to pull that off, but huge props to Becky and yeah. Rachel and Katie and whoever else put in defensive work because that was that <laughs> was an insane, yeah. insane performance from Utah. If only now Kristen could have gotten a goal. <laughs> and Right, right. And I don't think we talk a lot about Barney. Yeah. She had like six, eight, and she no, does not get the credit she's that. She's very much you know, an like, unsung hero. She does so much every single game, and she was yeah. absolutely insane against Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Brick wall. Yeah, it was, so like <laughs> you said, six saves. Tenth clean sheet on the season. Mm-hmm. In probably so 20 she- games also, or 19 games for us. So yeah. that so she's getting a clean sheet every yeah, other Yeah, basically, game. which that is something I think any goalkeeper dreams of. I don't think that's even remotely common. Mm. Uh, Nicole Crazy. Barnhart is definitely like obviously there's so much respect for her around the league, but she doesn't get the headlines that she probably deserves for what she's doing. She is one of the best goalkeepers probably ever, especially in the women's game. Like she's Mm-hmm. I, I just there's not enough words to describe how oh, good she sure. is anymore she's just insane and she just does it quietly and keeps Utah shut out against Portland so <laughs> nah. mm-hmm. they give player the or you know woman of the match to Becky which I get because Becky Sauerbrunn mm-hmm. scored a yeah. goal um, but mm-hmm. Barney is I think the true hero of that game and, and maybe even this season if you ask me at the beginning of the season, if I thought that Barney was through 18, 19 games, that Barney was going to play every single one of those and uh, relegate Abby to the bench kind of completely. I never, ever would have imagined that she is playing some of the best soccer she has ever played. Yeah. Ever. I know. I wonder sometimes how long she's going to play for, because she could play for years longer, it seems. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And sh- she's just so good. And it's so, in- I know I know we've talked about this before, but it's so interesting to imagine a world without Hope Solo. Because without Hope Solo, Barney would have been the number one for the U.S. Women's National Team for years. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're going to be here in oh, 50 year old Nicole Barnhart as the oldest goalkeeper in the NWSL here pretty soon. So, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah. I don't think no, I don't think anybody bad. wants to buy soccer until they're fifty. But <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if we hear maybe forty in there. But yeah, I think yeah. she could. I think she could go another couple years for sure. At least another year, whether she does or not, we'll see. But I'm still convinced this is her last year. I kind of think so too, oh, and I'm really bummed about yeah. it. Yeah. But. I think she. I think she could play longer, but I, I don't think she'd want to play until she yeah. couldn't play anymore. I think she'd want to go out knowing she'd played her absolute best in her last season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless you know Utah makes it to the NWSL championship and wins, then definitely. Oh, hundred percent retires. If they make it far, yeah. If they make it far, and you know wants to come back another season, yeah, I could see that yeah. too. We shall see. Cool. We shall see. Um, so Becky had a goal. Obviously, we talked about that a little bit. Ironically mm-hmm. enough, that means that both of our center backs have scored on the season, and both of them against the Portland Thorns. If memory serves correct, I believe it was no, Rachel scored. Yeah, because yeah, Rachel scored the tying goal against Portland. Because I remember she came and celebrated right. in the corner I was sitting in. So that's right. It feels so good to beat them. It feels so good. Got the season series, yeah. First time ever. So outside Mm -hmm. of Barney, a couple players who really, I think, stood out to me this game. I thought Labonta was pretty good. She she won four fouls, which for winning four fouls in a game is it's kind of a lot. And she she made Mm -hmm. two tackles, which is not bad for a midfielder. Press also very, very good. Two shots. Two key passes, one a tackle, one a foul. And uh, how often is it that your forward has 86% passing? Not very often. Yeah, that's an insane passing accuracy percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's about (laughs) to get better. So Becky Sauerbrunn not only had a hell of a goal, but was 36 of 37, 97% passing. You want to know what's wild, though, on that? She has, on the entire mm-hmm. season, 90% passing accuracy. That's so She's wild. completed 458 mm-hmm. of 508 attempted passes over the season. <sighs> yeah. So wild. It was so wild. Becky is <sighs> not human, basically. That's what we have determined. <laughs> uh so second half things sort of i don't know there there were several things about the second half which really sort of stood out to me i thought the one sub again was a little weird did you guys think that was weird i thought it was weird that there was only one sub i didn't think the sub itself was weird i just was surprised there was only one yeah, when same, I was writing yeah. the match recap, I was like, was there really only one sub? Did I miss something? Like, did I space out for a few minutes somewhere? But then I went back and I was like, nope, I guess this is the new thing, Laura. Yeah, yeah cause that, sorry, that happened in the Washington I game as well, right? And so we like, why would you do that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. a new thing Laura's tried, I don't know. trying. You know, I thought the sub up, made sense, you know, take off Katie, bring on Gunny. Up. But I also was kind of intrigued by how upset sure. Katie was when she came off. Because not that she was, like, upset, but she you could tell she was very frustrated by something. And I don't know if she thought she mm-hmm. wanted more time, if she mm-hmm. thought she should have 
scored or something, but I was, it was interesting to see how frustrated she was when she came off the field. Well, Katie had that sort of cut in where she had the ball and she could have taken a shot and then she went a little further and could have taken a shot and she just got the ball stripped from her and it was just, she should have taken the shot. It was, it was not a good opportunity. And then she was, or it was not, it was a great opportunity. It was not good execution on it. And so shortly after that, she was sub. So I think that, uh, so that was probably the frustration. It. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks over the weeks have really talked about wanting to see Maymoan more. I am also mm-hmm. in that camp I, very firmly. 100% I'm on that train. I was so impressed with yeah. her. Yeah. And so I got, I got really excited because she started warming up by herself. And um, mm. then it just didn't happen. So when was the la- when was the last time we saw her? Hold on, now I gotta check the stats. Let me let me check the stats. It feels like it's been <laughs> it's many been a- many years. <laughs> Maybe since uh, I want to say before the F- World Cup break. Am I wrong? Or I'm sorry. <laughs> now we're all yeah. like. I mean, she she definitely hasn't played it's since been a minute. the World Cup. I feel like we. Mm. Oh man, I can't remember. Now, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look up at. Yeah. The old stats, if it loads. So here we go. So Michelle Maimon, the last time she made an appearance was drum roll, please. Looks like first sky blue on Jingle. the 16th. Is what mine's showing? Of June? Um, of June, yeah. Of she July? played 62 minutes in Utah's 1-0 win over Sky Blue on June 16th. Wow. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's been on the bench, it looks like, for a bunch of games, but hasn't seen minutes. But yeah, but when it, it mm-hmm. you consider she played mm-hmm. four straight, yeah, four straight games from April 21st to May 11th, and then has barely played since then. It's a little weird. But. Yeah. I really would like to see more Me Tim too. time too. I'm, yeah. That's that's a sub that's not I agree. Yeah. Also Mandy Lanish, I wish I knew it was happening there. That must have been a really bad concussion because yeah. it's going on like a, well, well over also a month Diana Matheson, feels. what's going on with her oh, too. So yeah, so DMath is actually in town. So I think she's doing her rehab here. But yeah. But she's not like she's not on the injury report. We know there was reports of her having mm-hmm. surgery, but she's yeah. not on the, like the official injury report, which is Well, cuz especially they kind of can't like just not include her on it if she is injured. So like what's going on? It's, it's just weird. Unless she's part, she's not part of the, you know, <laughs> is that me? Yep, it <laughs> is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you ruined uh, the podcast. And he's just too popular for us. She had to carve out time to make time for us. So. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyway, we don't know. We don't know what happened to Becca Morrow's exactly. Somebody asked, and I'm like, I have no idea. Mandy Laddish, her concussion has been going on for a while and you're like oh this must have been a pretty serious concussion 
Um, and then Matheson, no idea. So, yeah. Yeah. Who else am I missing? Yep. I think you've got everybody that's not. Obviously, yeah. we have the season-ending list, but I think that's everybody that's just mm-hmm. got a supposed short-term injury. Though, D-Matt seems like she's yeah. been out for seven years mm. now, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, D-Matt's injury was definitely more yeah. of a long-term injury. And again, like, I don't know if we'll see her in a Royals uniform. Yeah, it's tough to say. We'll I hope we do. I happens. always really liked her, but I also feel like it's not like we're hurting in the midfield right now either, though, because like maybe last season we miss her and we're worried a lot right now. That's I don't true. like nothing seems broke right now. So why fix it? You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can honestly say that I'm pretty content with the way the roster I, I agree. Looks. I think the starting 11s I've been happy with mm-hmm. mostly the subs haven't been weird other than the fact we only use one sometimes now, but I, it's weird to be happy with your soccer team. Kind of. I'm so used to not like with, especially with real and stuff like, but I agree. I think Laura's kind of figured out what's going to work and is not messing with it too much. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe another, another yeah. like eight Maybe another six. I don't know. I don't know. This got really tangenty. <laughs> um. <laughs> it did. I have another tangent for you, though. Do you think there's ever a retired Royals number? Like, do you think they'd retire an RS- a Royals number like they do the RSL numbers? Never know. Number 20-something. I, I hope not. I don't <laughs> think numbers should be retired I kind of agree. I think, like... Put the name up in the rafters yeah, type of thing weird. is one thing, but I feel like it'd be weird to retire a number, especially if it's one of the like one through 11 that is like soccer numbers, you know, because like 23 is not necessarily yeah. something that you need, whereas like you're one through 11, you're going to need those. But anyway, that's another tangent we can yeah. go on sometime, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So there is one exception to that rule, at least in my eyes. So Feyenoord has a number 12 retired, but it's not for a player. It's for Het Legion, so it basically just means oh, like for the cool. fans. So like the fans are the twelfth man. So no one in the club wears the number twelve. Well, that makes sense that though, because a lot of teams like have their twelfth man. Yeah. I don't know of any other teams that have it retired, but that's something cool to like unify your supporters with, which is I think uh, like you said yeah. a different case, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, not you a need, fan. You need, you need a number nine in soccer. You just do. Okay. You do. Anyway, really let's get talk about Portland some more. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, so really chippy second half. Um Horan absolutely should have been sent off. We saw a lot of non-national team players around the league sort of comment about um this sort of privilege that comes with being on the national team. And I absolutely think it does. I mean, you push a rod from behind. She has no idea what's happening and you just give her a yellow like that. You should be down to nine people at that point. Um, Sonnet did get sent off. Absolutely fair. Absolutely fair there. Mm -hmm. And, we got to talk about how scary Amy Rodriguez is. Yeah, I wouldn't want to square up against her. You know how we used to ask everybody who they wouldn't want in a bar fight? I think Amy should have been an answer to that more often. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's terrifying. Lucas got the best pictures. They were so good. But it's terrifying. Like, Yeah, I wouldn't want to square up against Amy Rodriguez. Yeah. What would you be more afraid of than Amy Rodriguez being extremely mad at you and yelling at you, cornering you? Maybe like, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, wait, what, what are, what's, what am I yeah, more afraid like, of? What would be scarier than Amy Rodriguez yelling at you? <laughs> uh, yeah, my <laughs> um, my, my Mexican mom with her chancla. <laughs> you don't do that. Maybe Kelly O'Hara. If all her teammates that, seem to think she's scarier that, than probably. Amy, I don't know if I want to see Kelly that angry. Someone actually tweeted that. The only thing I'd be more afraid of than Amy Rodriguez yelling at well, me yeah, would be like, Kelly O'Hara. So many of her is, teammates said they wanted her on their side in a bar fight because she's scary. So like, if she's scarier than Amy in their eyes, how scary is Kelly? Yeah. These are the things we talk about on Utah Royals FC show. I genuinely lay to sleep at night and try to think about like, okay, what would be scarier than me backed in a corner and Amy Rodriguez just yelling at me? I don't know. Burning alive? Clowns? I would cry. I I, I would, you know, I, I would have cried tears for Emily Sonnet. That sounds <laughs> terrifying. Listeners, if you can think of anything, shoot us... Shoot it our can way. We, let can us they know. send us a, a sticker f- to whoever has the best reply? Tweet us to them, and I'll send a sticker to whoever we decide is the best. Because I have a bunch of Royals FC show stickers still, so do that. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do mm. it. Give us uh, mm. give us your answer, and we'll send you a sticker. You can tweet that okay. from the show I'll account, do that too. We, I'll do that when we Again, if you stop want, yeah. recording. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, so another follow-up question. This is asked by Steve. So what's scarier, one horse-sized Amy Rodriguez or a hundred duck-sized Amy Rodriguez's? I think I'm going duck-sized because then there's a hundred screaming Amy Rodriguez's. Yeah. Mm. And if they're duck-sized, also they can true. fly. So Amy's already as fast as a horse as yeah. it is. So like duck-sized adds but... in flying too. <laughs> That's scary. I will go with one horse size, Amy. One horse size. Final answer. Final answer. Yeah. You can't go wrong, honestly. You really can't go wrong. True. Yeah. It's true. Very frightening. Very frightening. Anyways, so we are in fourth. Let's not be racist at the next home game. Hopefully, Kristen Press and A Rod will uh, will get some more goals going. And uh, if y'all don't mm-hmm. have any other thoughts, we'll chat with y'all next week. And uh, keep praying for Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, not to end <laughs> on a really sad note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I you did. Um, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, seriously, y'all, keep Ryan in your prayers. Keep him in your thoughts. We'll have some more mm-hmm. info coming on his situation as uh, mm-hmm. as events and, and things happen. Anyways, thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great week. Bye.